0: out of John chapter 3 verses 1 through 16 so if you have your Bibles go ahead and turn there with me and as we read the scripture this morning we're going to have Chuck and Judy Kinney over here lighting our first advent candle Um, this time of year if you guys have ever been here we celebrate advent as as a body here at Oak Grove Bible Fellowship and uh, it's just a way to each week remember uh, the things that, um, that we celebrate during this season as we think of Christ and as he came to earth. So our first week this week, which is what uh, Glenn will also be preaching on today, will be love. So um, if you have not turned there, turn to John chapter 3, verses 1 through 16, and we'll read. I'll be reading out of the ESV version. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear it sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So does with everyone who is born of the Spirit. <clears throat> Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Good morning church family good morning. so good to see everybody today I trust everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving I hope and thank you uh, Felipe and team for getting us uh, ready for the Christmas season which is now right right around the corner and so looking forward to that and Derek thank you for the inter- introduction on our Advent season and I'm very excited to have the opportunity to share with you, as we kick things off and talk about the topic of love. And it's uh, interesting, you know, we started with John chapter 3, which is so well known, and John 3.16, which, you know, that's the one when you watch a football game and people hold up signs in the end zone, you know, they got the John 3.16, it's probably the most known verse of the entire, entire Bible. And, you know, we go through life, and it's like, well, why, why isn't everybody experiencing the love of God in their lives? You know, it just seems so black and white to so many of us. And, uh, you know, what could be clearer than that? And yet, unfortunately, you know, we go through life, and even ourselves, even as followers of Christ, quite often, we find that, hey, we're really, gee, I'm really not feeling it today, <laughs> you know? Uh, Just as we go through the trials of life, and just, you know, even when there aren't trials, we just kind of get caught up in the things of this world. And uh, sometimes we find that, gee, just really not experiencing uh, the love of God in my life. And unfortunately, what can happen is when we're not experiencing it ourselves in our own life, is guess what? We're not demonstrating it either. And then what kind of a testimony are we if we're not demonstrating the love of Christ and the love of God our Father in our lives? Um, and so I guess uh, that kind of got me on a path today uh, as far as what to talk about, what the Lord put on my heart, was kind of discussing you know, some of the things that can keep us from being that witness, from being that testimony, from experiencing the love of God in our lives. Uh, before we start, let's pray. Uh, Lord, we just uh, so much thank you for this time of year as we just uh, remember what you've done for us through the cross. I just thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to pay the penalty that we ourselves owe, Lord. And I uh, just pray that uh, you just guide me today, Lord, and uh, Lord, just pray that you speak through me, that uh, my words would be your words, Lord. Uh, just pray that in Jesus' name, amen. One thing I got to thinking about, you know, so often I'll kind of conclude a message when I have the honor of bringing the message. I'll conclude with the application, and I thought, well, you know what, why don't we start with the application? (laughs) Let's just get this out of the way right off the bat, and then that might help us a little bit as we go along with different things uh, to be thinking about. And, you know, hey, how do we want to apply the scripture that we're going to examine together today? And so some of the things that I thought we'd uh, attempt to tackle is uh, first and foremost is just understanding, uh, knowing that God loves you, and hoping that that we can deepen that understanding that we have, which should then also enable us to better share it with others. I'd like to talk about the subject of submission and allowing that knowledge, that heartfelt understanding, to then permeate our life and lastly you know at first i kind of was thinking well then the action but it's more the effect of the first two things is that in doing so with these uh, understanding and submission in doing so we will then radiate that love to others so that's really kind of the goal for today and uh, we'll dig into those as we go um as i was mentioning some of the things, you know, I've got to think about, well, what are some of the things that can keep people? What are some of the things that can keep us from experiencing and demonstrating the love of God? And so I've outlined, and I'm sure there's more. I think I have a total of seven here that we'll go ahead and we'll take a look at today. But these are the things that kind of jumped off the map to me that can uh, lead to people not experiencing and knowing the love of God. And first and foremost... Would be a lack of understanding and hopefully that's big enough that people can read that Uh, lack of understanding or lack of exposure to the gospel and I say the gospel and that is that Jesus is Lord he's the one and only Son of God as we've read he's come to earth to pay the penalty for our sin and it's only through Christ and Christ alone that we have forgiveness through God and we have salvation and we have righteousness through Christ and Christ alone and uh, a verse that came to mind, uh, Let's open up our Bibles together. We're going to use our Bibles today, guys. I've got a handful of them will be on the slides. A handful full of them will not. Uh, let's start with Romans chapter 10. This is a passage that is probably familiar to many of you, I trust. Romans chapter 10, verses nine through 15. We're kind of picking up a little bit in the middle here, Uh, but I think in the interest of time, we will do that. What we have here is that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And so as we look at that, you know, obviously, you know, hey, how can somebody believe in something that they have not heard? And so, you know, hey, a lack of exposure to the gospel. Uh, I couldn't help but to think, as I was considering this, recently got Gen Pantha's most recent newsletter with Children Rescue Mission. Uh, Many of you here know Gen or are at least familiar with his ministry, and uh, just uh, bringing the message of Christ to Nepal, which is almost entirely a Hindu nation. You know, that, that country's like 90% Hindu, has even a higher percentage of Hindu population than India does. And um, it, they're also geared towards helping to pull children, and keep children from falling into the trafficking problem that they have there with child trafficking, both the sex trafficking and also little boys also just going into slave labor type uh, situation. And this most recent letter of his, uh, and this is a common story, whether it's a little boy or a little girl, you know, gee, uh, one of the parents, mom or dad decides to leave the, the family and abandon the family for a lover. Off they go, boom, mom or dad leaves uh, for a lover. So then, you know, hey, this kid's just got one parent. Next thing you know, the, the last parent that they have dies or is terminal in the hospital or some such thing, and then this kid has no parents. It's like, hey, who's going to take care of this kid? You know, Maybe there's a grandparent. Maybe there isn't a grandparent. And so who's going to take care of this kid? And that kid's in you know, a very difficult situation and very vulnerable to trafficking and just uh, has an incredibly difficult road. Well, according to the Hindu religion, whose fault is it that all this stuff has happened to the kid? It's the kid's fault. It's karma kid's got bad karma, his fault. Lovely, huh? And so, uh, is it any wonder that they're open to the message of Christ? Is it any wonder all people are created equal? There's no caste system in Christianity. And what a beautiful thing. And so, you know, first of all, hey, what could keep people from experiencing the love of God? Well, they could have a highly oppressive religion (laughs) that they're following. Uh, Yeah, Sharon got me reading, you know, Killing Christians, and just reading about the Muslim religion and just how brutal it is where they commit, you know, gang rapes in the name of Allah and God is great. What kind of a religion is that? Um, So anyway, lack of exposure to the gospel, obviously, or difficult strange religious upbringing could lead somebody to not experience the love of God I guess the other thing I should add is, guess what? You know, there's people here in our own country who do not know and understand that Jesus is Lord and Savior, and that He loves them dearly, and He paid the penalty for their sin. Not only in our country, in our community, and we are the witnesses to share that with them. Uh, You know, we're not just talking about, oh gee, only people outside of the U.S. have not been exposed to the gospel. Guess what? We got people in our own backyards who are just totally clueless. It's just amazing. It's sad. And uh, we've got opportunities at our doorstep. Well, what else can keep us from uh, experiencing the love of God and demonstrating the love of God? Well, here we go, sin. Might as well get that one out of the way. Um, You know, so often people think, oh, gee, where's God? You know, God's moved or something like that. You know, he's not with me. Well, guess what? God, God hasn't moved. We've moved. We've strayed. You know, he's there. Yeah, he might separate himself from us. Uh, if we're not in the right spot, uh, but the bottom line is we've, we have strayed, and we need to take responsibility for that. Uh, Isaiah, I love this verse, uh, Isaiah 59, verse 2, but your iniquities, i.e. your sin, have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you. Very clear. Uh, how about John? Derek read for us from John verses 1 through 16. How about if we fast forward just a little bit into 19 through 20, and this is a pretty accurate commentary on the human heart. Uh, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. So obviously, if people are living a life of sin, wanting to live for worldly things uh, if they put their priorities on the things of this world and not of god you know are they going to experience and know the love of god you know absolutely not of course not uh, so that's a stumbling block then kind of goes along with it but how about a lack of repentance lack of repentance um, let's just take, go ahead and take a look from ephesians we just got done studying the book of ephesians this past summer This is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 19. Uh, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. And so here uh, the Apostle Paul uh, is writing to the church at Ephesus and is cautioning them about a hardening of their hearts. And you know, sometimes as we encounter difficulties in life or life is particularly stressful, you know, where, where do we turn? Where do we turn? You know, hey, are we turning to God? Are we running to God and uh, turning to him? Or are we turning to things of this world and just beating down our, our path that's like, you know, gee, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to make this happen, you know, all about me sort of thing. You know, what direction do we go when life uh, gets difficult? Uh, and also just with respect to, to sin, are we having a hardened heart and we're not seeking uh god's forgiveness and or do we not have a repentant heart with regards to our not meeting his standard shoot we can't even meet our own standard right <laughs> let alone meeting god's standard and so we need to be very careful about letting our guard down and we need to think about you know hey what spirit are we going to obey are we going to be obedient this comes back to when i was talking about the application of submitting ourselves Submission, you know, in society these days, thinks submission, oh, that gee, that's a bad thing. Submission's a weakness. Guess what, guys? Submission to God is a strength. It's an incredible strength. That's where we derive God's power, through his power of his Holy Spirit that dwells within us, is by submitting ourselves to him instead of just living so much for ourselves and going our own way down the road of life. And as I think also uh, just kind of about times in my own life, you know, as far as repentance. You know, the times I've spent you know, most close to God, I'd say, is when I've been most in acknowledgment of my sinful state and my desperate need for him and his forgiveness and his salvation. Uh, let's look at one more passage on this topic. Let's look at 1 John. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff in 1 John. We've been looking at a lot of the writings of John here, from the Gospel of John. And right now we're going to take a look at 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. So towards the very back of your Bible there, 1 John, chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. We're going to take a look a little bit more at 1 John uh, a little bit later here. But here's what we have here. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. We just read that from John chapter 3. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. How wonderful is that? And that's part of why we celebrate communion today. The blood of Christ purifies us. He makes us clean. We are washed clean. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and this world, and this word has no place in our lives. So again, we need to come before God with all humility and confess our sins. And through that, he will purify us. Our hearts need to be right with God for us to know God and for us to experience his love in, his, in our lives and for us to then reflect that to others. Well, what else? What else can separate us and keep us from knowing God's love? Um, this is uh, one, and uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but doubt. Uh, there can be doubt that God is loving when you consider all the evil in the world. A lot of people might use this as an argument. Uh, you know, hey, what kind, of, what kind of God would allow all these things to happen? And I think I've spoken about this before. And again, I'm not going to spend much time today on apologetics. Um, and so, uh, you know, basically, as you look at all the bad stuff in the world, you know, hey, how can a loving God allow that to happen? How can such horrific things happen even to those people who love him, of all people? How can that happen to them? Well, I'd like to point out that where there is evil, it is really the absence of God in the lives of the person committing the heinous acts, or whatever they might happen to be. You know, he has given man free will. We are not robot we are not robots programmed to obey our Lord. Man has free will. So a lot of the bad stuff that we see happening and we read about, you know, hey, it's a result of sinful man and the absence of God in their lives. And this is part of why it's so sad and scary that we've taken the Bible out of schools, is that people don't have that foundation in their lives. There's no fear of God. And uh, the truth has been hidden. You know, At the expense of our youth, the truth has been pulled. And guess what? The youth is now the middle age and on down the line. We're gonna have generations of people now who have not been exposed to the truth and uh, have no real standard for living. Let's take a look at Galatians chapter 5. So if you want to go back a little ways...